0: the Sports Media Podcast, Episode Three. I'm AJ and I'm Bill, and we're gonna get right into it. So.
1: Hell yeah!
0: So, Bill, do you have? A, I think you have a few things for us today.
1: I do regarding UFC. I didn't know if we wanted to start with that and get that out of the way, and then just go nuts on the Eagles. Yeah,
0: let's let's do that. Let's do that. Let's All do right.
1: That. Say All say, right. Say cool. Best for last. That works for me. So this weekend we have on Sunday. This is a weird one, just a note. It starts late at night at 1 in the morning on Sunday, February 5th. Just a note. Um, we have a UFC fight night going on between the two heavyweights, number 7 uh, ranked, Derek Lewis, and number 12, Sergey uh, Sergey uh, Spivak. Um, along with that, there's a few other fights on this card that are pretty good, along with my prelim fight. That I'm highlighting as well. So we're going to start down low and move upwards, um, and we're going to start in the early pre or in the prelims, which start at 10 o'clock on Saturday, February 4th, Eastern Standard Time, 10 p.m. Um, did that a little backwards, but whatever. <laughs> Either way, you got uh, Junyong Park versus Dennis Tulieman or Tulin. and the only reason why I'm bringing up Junyong Park is um, he is also known as the Iron Turtle. Iron Turtle is currently 15-5, and five. Um, um, five wins by knockout, four by submission. Four of those knockouts are in the first round. Turtle, 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 that's exactly why. But I've seen him fight before, I've seen him submit people, he's pretty good at what he does. 51% striking accuracy, 54% takedown accuracy too. So that um, submission is definitely something to keep in mind. He is currently on a two-fight win streak, beating uh, Anders and then Holmes. And now fighting Toulanen. Um Beyond that, though, we also have Dennis Tullanen. I'm going to keep saying his name wrong. I'm so sorry. Eight wins by knockout. Six of them, though. First round finishes as well. He is 11-6 and six currently. Um, he is also coming off a one-fight win streak. So this is his uh, next fight coming in. Honestly, if I was going to take anything, I would take the Iron Turtle via submission. And definitely somebody to keep an eye on. I don't know if he's going to really make a big splash in the middleweight division because middleweight kind of gets, is still stacked beyond the lower 15, but somebody to keep in mind. Next up, we're going to just jump right into the main card. Beyond that, other fights, there's a lot of um, Asian fighters this time. We got people from Japan, South Korea, Indonesia. It's going to be a nice card. Speaking of which, though, for South Korea, we got Duho Choi, a.k.a. the Korean Superboy, finally coming back after, I believe it's four years. The last time he fought, yep, was 2019, um, versus Kyle Nelson, Kyle the Monster Nelson. Uh, when it comes to Duho Choi, he is currently 14-3, and three, 11 wins by knockout, one win by submission, three first-round finishes. And then Kyle Nelson uh, is currently 13-5, Five wins by knockout, four by submission, seven first-round finishes. So, Kyle Nelson's a little bit more aggressive for those first-round knockouts. Just going back to Superboy Choi, uh, going all the way back to December 10th, 2016, he fought another fighter that uh, I believe is finally retired, Cub Swanson. That was actually for the year of 2016, fight of the year. It was one of the craziest fights to see, but Cub actually took it in the end. Currently, Superboy Choi, though, is on a three-fight losing skid, losing to Jeremy Stevens, and then finally uh, Charles Jourdain. So he needs to really pick it up in order to win. Well, I hope that it happens. He's off um, with uh, South Korean fighters. Usually they have the military time to take. I believe that was a part of why he was gone for a little bit, along with some injuries. So after um, actually four years, yeah, 2019 to 2023, four years, um, he's finally back and going to be fighting uh, Kyle Nelson. So going back to Kyle Nelson, uh, 46% striking accuracy, um, usually 3.34 significant strikes landed per minute, does take a lot of damage though with 5 significant uh, significant strikes absorbed per minute. Um, Also on a two fight losing skid, so I have a feeling this fight when it comes down to it, no matter what happens, whoever wins is staying in the UFC and whoever is not. Probably going to be getting kicked out. Um, honestly, when it comes to this fight, I think it's going to be going down um, to whoever. I think they're both going to be desperate for a knockout. One, keep their stock up. Two, um, to stay in the UFC, as I said before, and keep like their name relevant. So overall, one of them's going to get a knockout. I'm hoping Choi can pull it out, but I'm not entirely sure. If I would have had to make a bet on either one of them, I would do KO for but one of the other. And then lastly, we're going to get right into the main event. Um and that is the heavyweight bout as I said bout as I said earlier, Derek Lewis versus Sergey Spivak. Um Derek Lewis, oh man, what can I say about him? Derek Lewis aka the Black Beast. You've probably seen him online on YouTube with his famous line, "My balls were hot." Um and a few other lovely lines that he said uh, during interviews. He hates getting interviewed. He just wants to swang and bang and knock people out, make that money. Um, so when it comes to Derek Lewis, he's currently 26 and 10. Out of those 26 fights, AJ, 21 of them are wins by knockout.
0: That's nuts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's Eight first round nuts. finishes, which I believe is still the record in heavyweight. Um, or no. With the 21 knockouts, I believe that's the most in the heavyweight division still. I don't know if that has changed since him. Um, But the man has one-punch power. Uh, Recently knocked out... um, uh, Chris Dawkins. I'm sorry, there's two. Chris Kyle and Chris Dawkins, both are out of Philadelphia. But um, Dawkus got knocked out. He knocked out Curtis Blades with a beautiful uppercut that just literally turned off his lights. However... After that, there's been a lot of trouble for Derek Lewis. Most recently, or one of his uh, more recent fights was Ty Tuivasa. Um, Mr. Shuey himself uh, knocked him. That was a beautiful fight. Both were swinging at each other to knock each other down, but Ty got him up onto the fence, threw an elbow, and Derek dropped. And then you know, then after that, in July of 2022, Derek Lewis fought Sergey Pavlovich, who also knocked him out in the first round. Sergey is somebody definitely to keep an eye on as he climbs up the ladder in the heavyweight division. I think he's fighting Curtis Blades next. That should be pretty good, depending how that all goes. And now Derek is now fighting Spivak, and he has to defend himself in the top 10 ranking. I understand that he's actually taking his training a little more seriously, actually doing cardio for once. And overall trying to be, you know, do this, take this a little more seriously, because I think he also knows his contract would be on the line. Now going, still continuing with his thing, he has a 51% striking accuracy, and anytime one of those hits, they drop. And out of those significant strikes by target, he's hitting 453 to the head. Um, yeah, you heard me right, he aims for the head, and that is it. Um, does have an occasional kick here or there, but it's not really his thing. But 70% of his significant strikes just go directly to the head. Um, Usually uh, standing, and sometimes it's um, while on the ground, but not really in a clinch. Uh, Has pretty good takedown defense, which is important because I have to bring that up next, too. He has 55% takedown defense, and his average fight time is 9 minutes, which is less than 3 rounds. Obviously, less than 2 rounds. So... Going over to Sergey now. Sergey is also known as the polar bear. I had no idea until recently. That makes sense. He is from Poland. Um, Sergey is 15-3. Currently, seven wins with by knockout, six by submission, nine first-round finishes overall. So that's pretty good. Um striking accuracy, still the same thing. 51%. The takedown accuracy, like I said, 64%. Um, has attempted at least 33 takedowns. I don't know how many land it, because it doesn't say. But his takedown defense will be much better than Derek Lewis, but I assume he won't be taking anyone down. Um, same thing. No, actually, he primarily hits for the face. Significant strikes by target. the head 97% of the time. Jesus. Yeah, he's going for it. Takedown average, this is what I was bringing back up, is 4 per 15 minutes. So, Derek Lewis' is death. I'm going to have to work on his ground game or he's going to get uh, beaten up on the ground. He is currently on a two-fight win streak, though. Spivak also beat Greg Hardy, which we all love. Uh, that Greg Hardy got beat up multiple times before he switched over to boxing. And then fought Sakai as well, also winning by knockout. Both of those were two knockout wins before he fought Lewis. Um, to make this short and sweet, I think this is going to be a first round fight. I think Lewis can win by knockout, or Sergey will win also by TKO, not specifically knockout. Um, like in standing, I think Sergey can take Derek down and then beat the living crap out of him. He could submit him; it's very possible. Yeah. Uh, Derek Lewis does have what I call stand up power, and just stands up and. Mm-hmm gets out of whatever needs to, and continues. Hopefully he's actually been working on his cardio, like he said, even though Derek Lewis hates cardio. But we'll see what happens. Um, otherwise, though, that's really about it regarding the UFC and some of the fights going on. And then, just to note something else that has just happened with the UFC and Logan Paul. Uh, Prime, the... Dra- uh, company oh. that is owned by Logan Paul, yeah. has become the official sports drink of the UFC. Impressive. Weird. Yeah. I don't I don't know how I feel about that, but. Whatever. I don't know. And then we're going to do one other thing real quick before we start the Eagles, just so we um, can bring it up. It's today's events in sports history. Um, oh,
0: yeah. These are good ones.
1: Yeah. There's actually a couple I didn't even realize, and these go all the way back to 1924. Yeah, credit Bill. He, uh, he went through the archives and found I, these. I did. And also this lovely website. But so, did you know on 1924, January 31st, the first Winter Olympics happened? So, when it came to the first Winter Olympics, uh, if I remember correctly, they weren't even called the first Winter Olympics. They were called they were, or Winter Olympics. They were just called International Winter Sports Week. And it was paired at the same time as uh the uh, summer olympics in france in 1924 that didn't change apparently until way later down the line um for winter and summer olympics to be separated uh between each other yeah so two things that really happened um but i'm gonna focus on one right now for 1924 herma sabazzo uh, of austria wins the ladies figure skating gold medal Mm -hmm. and that is the only women's event at that game, so she was the one and only women's winner. So, good for her. What else do we have? There was a boxing title fight in 1941. Joe Lewis knocks out Red Berman in the fifth round at, at, at MSG, retaining the heavyweight title once again. All right, and then last, uh, I got a few more real quick, but um, one thing I didn't know on January 31st of 2023, Super Bowl 22 actually happened. Washington Redskins beat Denver Broncos forty-two to ten. MV- eh. <laughs> uh, MVP was Doug Williams, the Washington quarterback. Good for him. And then there was another Super Bowl that happened right after, which I didn't want to talk about too much. Oh no, no, it's Super Bowl thirty-three and ninety-nine. That had the Denver beating the Falcons thirty-four to nineteen. And then, oh, nope, I skipped over to one that I think I was gonna miss. So that's okay. And now that was basically your time in sports history. Sweet. Yeah, those are actually pretty cool.
0: Um, So something I wanted to do before we get into uh, NFL and the glorious stuff that happened uh, this weekend, uh, save pretty much for the end for that. Um, Something I want to touch on that I think a lot of sports podcasts or even just in general sports um, talk shows and stuff like that don't really get into, which I think, is a shame because it's 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 really cool. It's it's been growing for for at least the past five years exponentially, um, and that's esports. Um, and that kind of that, that there's there's a special place in our heart for esports, um, specifically because it, it's games that we love. When you play these games, um, it's kind of like when you play the sport and you see this happen live in action. Um, you you understand how extremely difficult that is. And it's, it's the same concept with, with these games, is that once you start playing, you understand the game. And obviously it's not for everybody, but for, for the people that understand the intricacies of it. When you see it live with people that are at the top of their craft, like it's pretty crazy. It's pretty insane. You understand how difficult it is. So um, One of the main games that necessarily we follow is specifically for esports, since it's, norm- it's really big. Is League of Legends. Um, and I will say this from the get-go, and I know that every single person in the League community will say this too. Do not get into League of Legends. No. Don't play it. No, no. It, Don't do it. it. It's such a fun game. It's got one of the most...
1: Who said it was fun?
0: Um, masochist. And yes. I, and we're, we're Philly fans, so we're masochists. Yes. Um, but it, it's got such a steep learning curve. Like such a. Yeah,
1: it is not really fair no matter at what level you play. Mm -hmm. It is not worth getting yourself addicted, like me, AJ, and a few other people, our friend group have. It is not worth your time because a game lasts between a minimum of like 20 minutes and beyond. And that's being very generous. generous. And that's if you're having a good game, which happens very not often. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of toxicity in the
0: community, but the the pro scene is really fun to watch. At the end of every season, um, every single section of the world, LCS is the North American version, LCK is Korea, and I won't kind of go too in-depth with it, but at the end of the year, they have worlds where everyone comes together, the top teams come together, and that's the Super Bowl. But that's all around the world. Every single team goes there, and it's a really fun event. Um, Riot actually does a very good job of, like, the presentation of it, like, the, the spectacle. It's fun. But, so, I um, wanted to kind of cover that because Thursday and Friday were the, the first games of the season, and uh, it was actually a relatively good one. Um, so, the, the main ones, and hopefully what the more you listen, the more you'll kind of pick up specific uh, team names, TSM – uh, Cloud9, CLG, and FlyQuest all started 2 0, which realistically kind of makes sense. Um I'm a little upset with uh TL Team Liquid. They're they're 0 2. Um but it was it was relatively it was kind of a good start to the season. Um it, it kind of showed you a little bit of like so we actually have I, I forget specifically what team it's on, but we have um one of the world's championship uh, winners uh, from LCK actually came and, and and joined one of the NA teams and the reason he does that is because it's it's a bigger market. Yeah. So we will definitely get more for it. Um but he his first game he didn't perform. He actually got outbeat. So really? Yeah, it was, it was it was interesting to see this weekend how it kind of works out. Um trying to not get too in depth with it cuz we'll be
1: Yeah, we're going to have to take this one slowly. And I, we actually have plans
0: for probably one full eSports one to kind of have yeah. someone that knows we will it. have a
1: very special guest joining us yes, that
0: time. Yes, we will, so be be, tu- <laughs> be be tuned for that, but we'll go a lot more in-depth than that. But I, I, kind of, I kind of wanted to kind of talk more about LCS eSports and kind of get this podcast going on that front.
1: Mm-hmm. And I have one other thing, too, before we start. Our lovely talk about the birds. As I did say in the first episode, I did want to get into Formula 1. I wanted to talk about it. Something came up actually real recently before the official season started, and I think it's actually pretty huge. Okay. So, there is a... So, there is actually multiple different um, organization or sorry, companies that have cars um, in Formula 1. Right now, I am focusing on the specific team, Williams Racing, which has been in... In there for many, many years. But they are just picked up a new driver, and his name is Nick DeVry. DeVry. Nick DeVry uh, replaced Alex Albon in one of the races last year, which is very key for this. And now is a permanent driver for Formula 1 for Williams Racing Team. So, the reason why I bring this up now is currently he's going through a legal dispute before the season even starts. And the reason why, Formula 1 is in Incredibly expensive to get into. You need to source your own sponsors you, and the, from beginning up. And it's v- just it's a rich man's sport, basically. If you had a couple million dollars, you can go race with Formula One. Okay. I wish I could, but I don't have that yet. Yet. Anyway, um, so when it comes to DeVri, he was currently under contract with one of his uh former sponsors. Or current sponsors, I'm sorry. And His name is Trust. There we go. Trust. And um, when it comes to that, he invested 250,000 pounds through his company uh, for him when he was in Formula 2. The loan, though, that they outlined is they would gain 3% interest per year as well as a payment of 50% 50 of his income from Formula 1. Wow. Now that there's a stipulation. However, if DeVree had not get to Formula One by the end of the 2022 season, he would not have to pay back this loan. So, that last race where he filled in for Albon, that's the question. If he didn't, um, does that count as him as a driver or not? Technically, he raced, so I, I think I he mean, is a driver.
0: Yeah, technically we we'll would consider him a mm-hmm. driver.
1: So... He already paid back a majority of it. He I think he has like about sixty grand left to go, but because of that last minute appearance in the Italian Grand Prix, they're not sure what's happening. He's saying uh, Davy is saying that it doesn't um, his debut in Italy does not compare to being a full F one driver. Yeah. Um, as there was no mention of a reserve driver in his contract, I think it was like a really last minute thing that happened. Yeah, and so he's fighting to have the loan as being repaid. This is going to the district court in Amsterdam because he is from the Netherlands and that whole thing is done there. And apparently the decision will be made on February 3rd, whether or not he will have to pay half of his salary to show trust. Um, that sucks. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And that's even before you start. And they probably, depending on what he's making now, probably is about a cool mill, if I'm correct. But I don't have his full salary up right this second. I know the more famous drivers, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Sergio Perez, all of them were like the top racing drivers. Mm -hmm. They make a couple mil, and when they win, they get incentives, all that. I understand Williams is on the lower end, usually between 20th place and 15th place. Sometimes they get in the top 10 for points, but... Nothing. They're not like the biggest racing one. They're great to be a stepping stone to get into those better cars. Yeah, that's kind of what Williams is now. It used to be a crazy force, but not as much anymore due to money. But that is what it is. On Devryan, we'll keep an update on that for next episode.
0: That sucks for him too, because like, I, that's literally making. It's kind of like making a deal with
1: the devil. It it's is like, I'll, and I'll I take mean half of what you y- you, y- you kind of have to in that type of situation though, because that's. You're talking hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars for you to be able to afford keeping your super license because you need a specific license to drive Formula One. Yeah. Handling the cost and repairs of fixing your cars, too, yeah. which probably are not cheap whatsoever because they're using probably the craziest equipment known to man to make these cars go 200 plus miles an hour around a corner if they really want to.
0: Yeah, their whole thing is based on efficiency, so Yep. that's crazy. So, we'll see what happens. That's that with Formula One, UFC, LCS. Um, now the fun stuff that we want it's to get into. It's time. It's time. Uh, the NFL Conference Championship games went on this weekend, and oh
1: my god, boy howdy, that that was, I uh, you know what, in a 49ers perspective, that was rough.
0: Yeah, that that does. I mean, so I'll preface this right away. With Purdy getting injured, it definitely dampened the 49ers significantly their chances of winning.
1: Oh absolutely.
0: Um at that same token, watching that game, there was no way with Brock Purdy they were winning. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely believe that, even objectively, like once I saw Hassan Reddick foaming at the mouth, mm-hmm. it was over. It, it, it was over. He the the defense for the Eagles wanted that game more than anyone on that field. The offense didn't even do that much, and we still put up 31 points against the number one ranked NFL defense in the league.
1: Yeah. How did um, Gainwell do on running?
0: He had uh, 48 yards that's on it? 14 carries. Yeah, Sanders had 42 yards on 11 carries. Hertz had 39 on 11 carries. Sure. Okay. But mind you, Sanders had two touchdowns, so did Hurts. Uh,
1: that's right. Wait, Hurts had two touchdowns or one?
0: Hertz had one. Sanders had two. Yeah. Okay. Um... What's crazy is that the highest receiving yards for the Eagles was Devonta Smith at 36.
1: That's nuts. Yeah. It was it was a defensive game. Like, not defense. I shouldn't say it like that. When I mean defensive game, I mean our defense was out there all the time just causing more hell to Purdy and the 49ers. Yeah, our,
0: our defense was out for blood, and it, it there was three fumbles in this game. Um, one from Josh Johnson, one from Birdie on the play. He got hurt, uh, which was UCL's, uh, I believe it was a sprain, um, but he will be out for six months. So
1: the general. season or the, uh, so the off season.
0: Yeah. So we'll see about OTAs, but I, I highly doubt it. Um, and then one from Debo Samuel, which that kind of, that was, that was kind of like one of the one that like sealed the deal. Like, at, like once, once that happened, they showed the, uh, the bench for the 49ers. Yeah. And they were just, defeated.
1: everyone was defeated. Um,
0: so it was. It was a defensive. It was definitely a, a statement like, "Hey, yo, yeah, we're here." But on that same token, a lot of, a lot of the uh, the mainstream media has been taken as Eagles have the easiest road to the Super Bowl. All this stuff. Jalen Hurts didn't really do that much. Uh, it was against Daniel Jones and Brock Purdy, and even then, Josh Johnson. And it was realistically, those are those are genuinely valid points if they're taken in. Uh, a vacuum, but you also have to think that it might have, like, even though this game was easier once Brock Purdy went out, he was heralded as, like, the guy for, like, at least eight weeks, they had the number one NFL defense, um, and even with the number one NFL defense, the Eagles still put up 31 points, um, yeah. the week before against the Giants, they were saying the Giants were, were hot, Eagles were a little rusty. Um, Giants might be looking to, like, take it over. They might win this game. Um, a lot of people were looking for the Giants to, like, be competitive and win. Giants came in 38-7. to And every single time, the, the narrative kind of flipped a little bit. Um, granted, the offense of the Eagles didn't really do much, but they didn't have to. Because, like, every time there was a fumble, they were right there. Like, they, they had, like, maybe 20 yards to go. So, it was a really cool game. Um, San Fran... I really would. I, I hate as like a, a competitor seeing one of the starters get hurt on any yeah. team because it. I I want to beat you at your best, and if if someone gets hurt, it's unfortunate, especially for for them in that scenario. To they're not a lot. They're not able to play at their fulls at that point, which sucks. Yeah. Especially for a competitor, and on the other side of the coin, like yeah, like now. Well, you are obviously not getting your best, um, but it's. It was an unfortunate scenario for that, but it was such a, for an Eagles fan, it was it was such a fun game to
1: watch. It was. No, actually, looking back at the Eagles defense, too, I only see three sacks, though, um, this whole entire time. But they didn't really need a sack like crazy with how the, you know, offense was going to be. There was, was only three sacks? Only three sacks. Hmm. Yeah, your three sacks are um, Javon Hargrave, uh, let's see. Hargrave, and then Hassan Reddick as the other two sacks.
0: He should have been the finalist for Defensive Player of the Year.
1: We got uh, snubbed. We got snubbed. Yeah. I'll,
0: I'll Nobody try. likes us. We don't care. No one likes us. We don't care. But credit to McCaffrey. That man was a freight train. Even even down at one point, twenty one to seven, he was like, I'm I'm going to run. He had five point six yards of carry. Yeah, he is, did. Which is nuts. Eighty four yards and a touchdown. That touchdown run was disgusting. That yeah, was. hurled one person, took a hit from two people, just bursted for, like, 12 yards to the end zone. Yeah,
1: which yeah, was, props to him.
0: Which is really good. But I was in Philly for, for the game. It was really fun. Um, Everyone was on poles, no matter what happened. Well, hold on. I'm not there yet. Oh, so the, sorry, go the, ahead. the game ended. And not a word was, like, obviously people are, are excited, freaking out. But then there was this weird, cool, calm, collective walk out the bar go towards City Hall, and then everyone used to hear Eagles chants. It was pure unadulterated love all the way through. Um, We walked all the way up to City Hall. There was, like, a massive amalgamation of people all together. Everyone was all bottled up, but there was, like, it was was just such a weird feeling. And I missed this in 2017 when the Eagles had their whole run because I was never in Philly when, like, they won everything, so that was one of my regrets. But being there was was such a cool experience. And if they win the Super Bowl, I'm I'm going back. Like I I want to be with all the the, the Philly natives and the Eagles fans and just the degenerates, in, it, the degenerates. But at that, I mean, yeah, we were. They greased the poles. Like Doesn't matter.
1: Like, like I was there. They greased the poles. But the dedication of getting up there—they did not. It didn't We're matter. We're as dedicated as the Eagles team winning the Super Bowl to climb a goddamn pole. There you go. And and <laughs> the, there was a few people on top of a pole, just throwing a football around to the
0: to the crowd, and they would throw it back. It was, it was so such a cool experience. Absolutely. And I'm sure the the stadium was rocking.
1: Oh yeah, I would have loved the bit of that game, especially with how it went. It was probably just the most amazing vibes the entire time, Mm -hmm. you are confident that the the game is basically over once Purdy got hurt. But, again, I'm not trying to diss on him. But, basically, you know it's over then, and then they start racking up points. You have a surefire way to the Super Bowl. You are having the time of your life there. 100%. 100%. And
0: (laughs) Eagles fans are known for the trash-talking, and Joey Bosa was there to support his, uh, his brother. It didn't go so well. Immediately, his one of his first uh, arguments was, "I'm rich or not. Not <laughs> Philly's just gonna roast you no matter what you do." So it was funny to kind of see that even he who wasn't playing, because he was up in a box too, mm-hmm. and they were just relentlessly going at him the, the whole game. So it's if you're if you can give it back, there's there's a respect level to it. If not, we're just gonna keep going. <laughs> but that was that was the uh, Eagles and Sam Fran. And then we're going to move on to the next championship game which was Bengals versus Chiefs. A very close game. It was a very close game, but I I don't it was weird. It was yeah. it was a weird like the way it ended I wasn't necessarily satisfied with.
1: I agree it it, it was very dissatisfying. I w- I was able to watch it all the way through and then when I like I was like all right, 2020, fourth quarter, couple minutes or a couple seconds left on the clock. How is this all going to play out? And then it just went bleh. I mean, Cincinnati had to give up the ball. Kansas City, um, what's it called? Kansas City then got the ball, got the P... Uh, um, not pass interference. I'm sorry. Rough um, the personal
0: was, foul. Yeah, it was it was uh, a yeah. like unintentional rough. Yeah, because
1: like he pushed him when he was out of bounds, and they got into the field goal range, kicked the field goal, and that's it. I mean, that's I mean that's how football goes. Um, it's not gonna be you know sometimes the most spectacular endings ever or a one- side beating sometimes it's just bad bad playing at the end I'm not calling I'm not trying to say it was terrible but you know when you cause a penalty that ends the game it sucks it doesn't feel good yeah and I feel really
0: bad for that player too because like he's young he, yeah. he's like 22 years old and this is like obviously it's like this is an experience in playoffs to be like you know, you gotta be smarter than that. But at the same time, that's such a fast paced like game where in real time I kinda thought Mahomes flopped, but like when I saw the, the, the replay, he does have a bad angle so when he got pushed, like he didn't have any support. So like he, he just went. But yep. it was it was so close and it's like um, to to out of bounds and, and being in that scenario it, it sucks that the rest affected it. Um, yeah and that was a, a big contention yeah. all throughout the internet.
1: Oh yeah, people are saying that the NFL is rigged. Yep. How it's um, now basically in the hands of uh, gambling websites. Yep. On who's going to win. Yep, yep, yep. It's it's an entire mess, and unfortunately, the way the refs are um, acting right now really leans towards that as well. Because even with the Eagles uh, 49ers game, there was questionable calls, pi everywhere. Um, where with the Bengals and the Chiefs, where one was considered intentional grounding for Burrow but not for Mahomes, um, it's a whole mess right now. And the problem is w- there's no accountability from the referees as well. After the game's over, that's it. Like there's nothing that can be done. You can't really appeal it, um, which sometimes it should be. Where it should be better. Where there is a ref in the box watching along with them to make sure they don't miss anything or turn over something that was called already.
0: Yeah, and and that's a shame because they were doing that at one point. I forget if it was 2018, 2019, uh, maybe even 2020, but they did have kind of like reviewable calls for specific pass interference and stuff like that. And the coalition of refs kind of like boycotted it, like – even if it was blatant like when you were reviewing mm-hmm. the call like you you see it on TV
1: cuz i don't want to be wrong
0: it was just like the I, for, I forget who the the head guy was i know pat McAfee hated this guy it's like sounds get him out right. of here sounds um, about right he he just did not overturn it cuz it was, it, was, it pretty much was that it's like hey listen this is these are my guys we're right you're wrong deal with it and even when there was video proof all throughout tv they still didn't overturn it so it, it's a it's a it's a shame how the rest are. Genuinely, I do not think that, you know I don't think it's rigged. I think that a lot of people had to be would have to be like together,
1: like in on yeah. it without something slipping in today's day and age. Um but Especially with the amount of social media, cameras, everything going on Yeah, you would find somebody something- would rat or not even rat out. I would technically I guess it would be a um whistleblower in that yeah. case, too. It, it's just too much. And also probably trillions of dollars that I can't even think of. Yeah. Does and it?
0: and yeah. learning, too, that the refs are part-time, like this is yeah. a full-time job for them, that doesn't make sense to me at all. No,
1: they should yeah, have doesn't. their position as a full-time thing, training constantly, Yeah. and then even after a game is over, they should definitely look back at the game and see what they missed.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, so there's a lot of things to work with it. I don't think that game was determined by the rest because you're playing a full 60 minutes. Yeah. Like, you had plenty of other opportunities to get to it. It sucks that at the end it got so close and that one call genuinely determined who won. Because I I was excited for it to go to OT. But that's that's what a lot of coaches teach you in football, in baseball, in hockey, whatever, is that. For football, if they make if they throw a, a, a flag at the end of the game, that sucks. But you had other opportunities. In baseball, if the umpire like blew a call, it sucks. You had other
1: opportunities. I know so, like, ump that blows many calls.
0: Angel Hernandez, you yes. Son of a gun.
1: I will always reference terrible umps as Angel Hernandez. Um, but it, it is that it 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 sucks as part of the game. It's part of all games, but
0: you gotta kind of find a way to overcome it. You gotta, um, I
1: hate to say it, You got to shrug it off and move on because there's not much you can do. Yeah. But Mahomes
0: was absolutely hurting this game, and yeah. he still put the team on his back.
1: Yeah, 326 passing yards, um, two passing touchdowns. Although the one fumble he had was yeah. egregiously funny. It was.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> I was
1: absolutely bawling my
0: eyes out laughing. Yeah. Um, because the run game wasn't working, Isaiah Pacheco, who's a stud, was ten carries, twenty-six yards. Like that's that's not much. Although he did a lot in the uh, the passing game because he was five receptions for fifty-nine yards and kind of he ran pretty well. But it was it was it's interesting to see how healthy Mahomes is going to be for the Super Bowl because um, that's going to be a fun one. Um, it's going to be. Reed versus Sirianni, which is a revenge game for Sirianni because Reed fired Sirianni when he got there. Um, It's going to be Mahomes versus Hurts, which is extremely cool because it'll be uh, two black QBs in the Super Bowl. Um, it'll be Kelsey brother versus Kelsey brother. That one
1: I'm hype about because that is just pride that you can have over your brother for the rest of your life.
0: Hundred percent. And Travis actually came out and said, "I won't. You won't hear a lot of chirping to my brother just because he has so much love and respect for him, which is which is really cool. Because if I was his brother, I'd definitely be."
1: Oh, I would be talking. insulting him. <laughs>
0: yeah. But it's it's cool. They have that bond, that love, and that they're now both of them have a ring. So if if Andy Reid didn't have a ring, or if the Eagles didn't have a ring, I feel like
1: there would be a lot more bad blood,
0: depending on no matter what the outcome is.
1: Hear me out. This is really stupid. Uh Uh-oh. This isn't a bet or anything. This is just really stupid, and it would be funny to see at least once. Put Travis, or no, Jason Kelsey as defensive end. Just so he can go against his brother.
0: I would feel like it would be better to have Travis Kelsey be a D tackle or something like that.
1: Yeah, that would work too. Only reason why I'm saying defensive end is because he would have to go right at him.
0: Well, then he'd be tackle. I don't know. Uh, oh, you mean Jason B? Yeah. Yeah, Dan. Jason B, sense. defensive end. Yeah. You, I mean, realistically, Travis, no. Travis him. Yeah,
1: Travis absolutely. Him. But at least if he can get one hit off on him, be funny as shit. Exactly. So that'll
0: be cool. And um, another cool little tidbit for the Super Bowl too is that uh, the Eagles will be the first franchise to have two black QBs reach the Super Bowl. And Donathan Minab right. and Jane Hurts, yeah. which is really cool, um, but I I I don't know I I'm trying to be objective. My my bias take is obviously go eat, birds. Yeah, go birds. I I think I think they take them um, yeah. just because is a little banged up, and I just think that the momentum is on our side. I
1: I, I just f- feel like we're a more complete unit. That and I always think when it comes to the Eagles, they always. pull um, Everyone puzzles down. They're saying, oh, most likely not going to win. Easy schedule, like you said. Underdogs. Look what happened last time that happened in 2017. Mm -hmm. We won. I saw someone uh, photoshopped a Chiefs jersey on the Rocky statue. I was going to bring that up. (laughs) I was going to bring that up where it's you don't do that, and you have a better chance at winning. But when you do that, you get cursed by Rocky. It happened four times in a row. Like, stop doing stop
0: it. Stop doing it. It's the easiest thing. The Patriots, the Giants, the 49ers, and the Vikings. And almost, the, the 49ers almost got the exact same score put on them yeah. as the Giants and the Vikings. He did that before. It, it is like you're scoring some
1: points, that's it, and the Eagles are going to town. You. That's pretty much it. So I have a friend that's a Chiefs fan. Uh-oh. I want to go to his house and convince him that he should do that so he can curse his team. Just- he won't. I mean what I should pay him twenty five bucks
0: and see if he does it.
1: I'll give him fifty.
0: There you go. Gotta be safe. Um I will say though that <laughs> I have you reminded me of this. I have a few Cowboys uh, fans that are friends. I don't know how that happened, but Yeah, I don't know, get it either. They're stuck in my life, they're stuck with me, it is what it is. But uh <laughs> I got <laughs> after the game I got a, a few morning snaps. A little experience. Uh, some explicits about the Eagles, explicits about Hurts, uh, explicits about, you know, everyone, everything else. Um, and then they were like, I hate that I'm going to have to deal with this team for at least the next five years. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. So they're, oh. they're, there's definitely pain for the Cowboys fans, and I'm absolutely going to put salt on the wound. But
1: Oh, absolutely. Them and Giants fans, absolutely.
0: But let's get a little bit more into the Super Bowl objectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that our defense is severely better. I yeah. think that we have more weapons. But I'm afraid of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I will say I, that I, as much as I love Jalen Hurts objectively, at this current moment, Mahomes is still a solid like few steps ahead of him.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, um, and that's where that's where I would give the edge to the Chiefs. And that's, that's a big edge to give. Yeah.
1: Especially, though, with Travis, I have a feeling our defense will be trying to lock him down so much. Somebody else, team they probably will. But what I'm saying is, if they double team him, somebody else is going to now try to rise up and you know take. Well, so that that kind of happened
0: uh, last game. Marquez Valles Scanling, uh, MVS. He he had a hundred yard game yeah. with a with a touchdown. He's kind of slowly becoming the guy because they've had injuries to Juju. They had injuries to Darius Tony. Um, the receiving core is a little uh underdeveloped, but I think that the best course of action for the eagles to beat the chiefs is double team kelsey and trust that um you know your bradbury or slay is going to get the job done yeah um but i also think that the key for the chiefs is those big plays like yeah they keep doing what they do every single year no matter what because they're always a team that when you score on them they can score back 70 yards within a second and even when Tyreek left, they still were doing the same exact thing. So mm-hmm. really it, it's gonna be fun because the Chiefs are never a running team, at least ever since Mahomes has been there. Yeah. They've always been a passing team, but now they're going up against the best passing defense in the league. In the mm-hmm. Eagles. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they kinda they kinda go about
1: that. I wanna see how Blankenship does. I
0: well so I don't know because ships now behind CJ Garner Johnson. True, true. And Navante Max came back last
1: yeah. Last week he
0: had a he
1: great had a, gr- a pop off game. I, I, I
0: want to run through a wall when I saw him make that, that play and just had that, that, yeah. that thing that little celebration. Um so it'll it'll definitely be interesting to see. Uh there's really no bets obviously because the Pro Bowl is, is next week and the Super Bowl's after that, so
1: Yeah, so this is so I have one. They have prop bets going on right now, but I can give you at least the current spread, total points, and money line. We'll probably update it again next week as well, just so we have it. But um, I'm gonna say I have a crazy four pick parlay at the moment, and I wouldn't even say it's crazy. i just gonna find one man wherever he's at because he is not showing up. On, there he is with the plus six hundred. That's what I'm talking about, baby. So. I have four touchdown, uh, same game parlay. So I'm assuming the Eagles are going to score three touchdowns at this point. Jalen Hurts, Dallas Goddard, and Boston Scott. Um, for those three to score a touchdown, and I also put Travis Kelsey uh, to score one as well. Five dollar bet. That's four hundred and five dollars right there.
0: I actually really like that. I really yeah. like that because I think that I think each team is going to score a lot. This is going to be like. I think it's
1: going to be a high scoring game. We keep saying that, and it doesn't happen now, but we're well, going to no. believe
0: it. We, we said last week that it'll be the under uh, for the Eagles game, and it, it technically did.
1: Yeah, no, you're not wrong. there. I, I remember I said it was going to be over, so it was under.
0: Oh, there. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did that's say right. that. That is true.
1: So while I'm here, though, I do want to bring up a few of my favorite things when it comes to the Super Bowl, as soon as I can pull it up, the prop bets. They're my favorite time, the novelty props. Don't forget your coin toss right now. It's your best chance at fifty-fifty heads or tails is plus one hundred. So put ten bucks. I don't know. You can live your win. life, yeah. Yeah, live it up. Um, Eagles that...
0: are actually favorite. They, they are. are minus one and a half favorite. Right yeah.
1: Now. So let me go. Um, one more novelty prop I want to bring up because it is a fun one to to notice. It's called the octopus. Oh yeah. And this is this is something that's been coming up more recently. I think since twenty nineteen. Basically, all it is is um, whoever scores the touchdown also scores the two point conversion. Patrick Mahomes did it recently, I believe, a couple, um, I think it was last Super Bowl um, in twenty nine, Or, no, not last Super Bowl, 2019. He uh, scored an octopus where he scored a touchdown and then scored a two point conversion. Um, but my favorite part is the Gatorade color. Oh, I love it. I'm going to go orange. It's my it's personal favorite color. Yeah. But I have a feeling purple is a good option. I'm going yellow. Yellow slash green. Keep that in minder together. So you get two for one there, oh. and that's plus 400. Orange I, is plus 350. Yeah, I may take purple too because that is plus 750.
0: That that's a long shot.
1: If, I agree. If it happens,
0: I'll freak out. I'll and laugh. It, it's a it's a weird skill I have where I, I never bet this, but I should, and I'm always right on the color. I would say yellow. Okay, go yellow. I, I, am, I will re- repeat this next week. I'm saying yellow. The Who, only... What are you going with?
1: I'm going to stick with orange.
0: Okay, that's, that's a solid one too.
1: Now, the only reason why I do agree with you on the yellow, because it's yellow slash green, is because if it's the Eagles, I could assume them having a green Gatorade because, you know, team. But yeah. the only one I'm not ever for is the red. And the only reason why I know that I don't like normally going with red usually because red dye is a problem when it comes to people, mm-hmm. and that usually means that people won't use red dye during sporting events. Um, But lastly, just getting into the lines real fast, just so we have them ready to go, because we didn't say it, we jump right into novelty bets. Right now to spread, plus one and a half, minus one and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus one and a half for the Chiefs, minus one and a half for the Eagles, minus 110 overall for the bet. Uh, over under is forty nine and a half.
0: I'm going with the over.
1: I would go with the over. Um, so minus one fifteen for the over, minus one ten for the under. Money line: Chiefs plus one hundred, Eagles minus one twenty.
0: Yeah, I would say definitely the over, and mm-hmm. I'll I'll go Eagles just because yeah. go birds. Yep, but no we'll, birds. we'll reevaluate that next week. Um, I only got a few things that I kind of wanted to because these are brand new um, news things, especially in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broncos are finalizing a deal to get the Saints' old head coach, Sean Payton, which I think is pretty cool. I think I think it'll definitely be a lot better than, than last year's Broncos, mm-hmm. and I think Sean Payton will definitely have more offensive creativity behind it, so that would be cool. Um, and then D'Amico Ryan's old eagle has agreed to terms with the Texans. Really? Uh, yeah. Now, I hope the Texans are an idiots and let a Coach actually run with what they have, so... That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. But that's pretty much that's all for us. Um, again, if you have any questions, make sure to reach out to us through Twitter. Our at handle is AB Sports Media. And then if you have the e, uh, if you want to reach out to us through email, our email is Bill and AJ Media at gmail.com. If you have any questions, any um, even any bets that you have. Yeah, or, or honestly, send they, over
1: some bets and we'll see what they're about. Yeah, we'll, we'll gladly shout them
0: out. So, uh, again, my name's AJ. And I'm Bill. And thank you for listening to AMB Sports Media, the podcast.